Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. everyone this is andy richter lucky for you it's andy richter (laughs) ah the ego ah this is the three questions and i'm about to pose these three questions to one of the funniest people currently on snl i mean not that anyone is on snl right now uh but she's one of my faves uh melissa biasenor hello 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 everyone hey how are you I, I am he, doing all right. Yeah. You are good. the most regally named person I've had on. Via Senor. It Isn't sounds, that it is regal. It's very fancy. It's a very but, fancy. It's like the house of Mr., right? Isn't it? Exactly. Mr.'s house. Yeah, the yeah. Mr.'s house. The big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where, where it comes from? Like why you know? I mean, no, I need a I would like to figure that out, actually. Yeah. Because it's gotta have some meaning, you know. It's you know. Yeah, I'm gonna ask, and then I'll text you what my, yeah, my dad yeah. or mom's my dad says. Yeah, yeah. Well, hi. Hello. How are you? How how <laughs> is life for you? How is life in isolation? Well, you know, it's been all right. I feel like I I'm from LA, and I'm my place is in LA, so I and all my family's here, so that that's been it's nice. Helpful. Yeah. I really big. Yeah, I'm pretty grateful for that pretty close to them so i go hang out in my parents backyard and um and my dog penny is here she's not i mean she's not showing up in the video but she's downstairs sleeping yeah my dog uh, my dog has to go to daycare when i record uh podcasts because she uh barks like oh yeah because she knows i'm in here and she can't come in so then she goes and barks at the front wind not at me but just like at people walking by with baby carriages because they're a threat I guess, you know, they might bring that baby in here. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you got your dog, you got your family, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have, were there, are there family, like, do you have elderly family that you haven't been able to actually have physical contact with? Or, or like, um, when you say you go over to your folks, you just stay in the backyard? Well, I've gone, I, I my grandma, she actually had a birthday party. It was just a drive-by thing it was only an hour but they had actually an ice cream truck which was cool but it was more like a um what it was more like a slushy thing i was hoping for you know a good chunk of ice cream but it it was more of a ice like a snow cone and i kind of was like uh (laughs) <laughs> I would have liked a nice but it, Did it have like soft serve in it too? No, no. It oh, was just it was straight just up ice. more like a, it was like more of a snow cone. And I was, I was kind of bummed. Are there people that are like uh, lactose intolerant in your family or oh, something? Or Yeah, maybe, I guess. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I but, agree. That's uh, and I can't even really because I have developed. Uh, this is we're getting really into me right off the bat. It's okay. Um, I, I, it, I. That's good. I, I need to hear about you because I'm a fan. Right. I want to hear. Um, I have, but in I have late onset dairy issues, which is just, it's just like someone took away my joy. You know, I mean. <laughs> No cheese and no ice cream, and you know, and uh, you know, and lactate kind of helps, but not really. It's like, yeah, it's just like, do I want, do I want this ice cream cone because a little, like an hour of the stomach flu comes with it. That's like, right. I don't think I do, no, but yeah, not. but I agree, ice is a is a jip. Yeah, it's like, like the, I felt like I was in the in the snow mountains, just eating snow blocks, you know. <laughs> Fuck you, Grandma. I'm out. <laughs> I don't care how old you are. How, how dare you, Melissa? <laughs> uh, is your is your grandma are are your people kind of like formal people? Are they or are they sort of loose and? They're pretty. They're pretty loose and funny and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're. Yeah, they're the best. Now you're from from Whittier, right? Yeah, Whittier, yeah. California. Mm-hmm. And um, and that for that's like kind of east of downtown a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. East. It's it's like a suburb. It is you know. a suburb, and it's kind of like going towards. It, it's right on the cusp of like Orange County. It's right near La Habra, and uh, yeah, it's I love it. Whittier has come a long way. It's really good. Yeah. Why was it was it was it just boring when you were little? Or? Oh no no! I think it's always been fun. I just think maybe I like it more and more. Oh, I see. Yeah. And I'm really proud of it because there's a lot of cool movies that have been filmed in Uptown Whittier. Oh really? Films like there's a ha- the house that they used in Hocus Pocus. Oh. Um, and uh, I think in Father of the Bride they drove through Uptown. Um, what Is it like ones? a pretty old downtown kind of thing? It, yeah, it's pretty yeah. classic looking. It's really cute. And uh, yeah, I just like all the small businesses that, that owners that, you know, yeah. have places. And were you born there? Was it like your home throughout your whole childhood? It was home throughout my whole childhood, but I was actually born in a, a hospital in West Covina. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> West Covina never counts. Um <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Isn't that where uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend was supposed to be? Was it yeah. Covina? Yeah, oh, it was okay. supposed to be Covina, yeah. That, I love that they made that choice. Like that Me too. Covina. That was really like of all funny. the places in LA. Yeah, she's like, like, I'm going to go to Covina. <laughs> <laughs> Are you part of a big family? Do you have a lot? I mean. Oh, yeah. 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 Especially Is my mom's a- side. I mean, my mom has 48 cousins. So there's Jesus. It's, it's pretty packed. Is it hard to keep them all straight? Like, do you forget cousins? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. There's and then there's a lot of a lot of nicknames for relatives. Like my mom said, there's like Lola, Lily, Olga, <laughs> Luli. <laughs> so they're all kind of blend. <laughs> right, right. You got to keep it. You should write it all down. Have like yeah. a little primer that's. And then laminated. I have a. I think I have a Thea. I think these are all nicknames, but there's a. I do have a Thea. A Thea cookies. But I always thought, well, she doesn't have cookies. But that's just it. I don't know where that nickname came from. (laughs) 
<laughs> See, there's so much you don't know that, that you need to ask all these questions. I know. Okay. What's our last name mean? Why? Yeah. Why right. cookies? Why you cookies? Know, tea, why, it, d- why the hell cookies? Yeah, Come on. Aunt, aunt cookies. It could be something really filthy, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> you don't want to know. Oh. <laughs> Um, now, are, are, where are you in birth order? You know, a lot of people are hung up well, on birth order. Well, I am middle child, but oh, you so, are. Yeah, my my younger brother and sister they're twins. So, and then it's me, and then my older brother. So that's yeah. middle child. Um, I have, I have, I'm the exact same. I have an older brother and then a younger brother and sister who are twins. Whoa! Yeah. So I kind of I feel the same way. Like, yeah, numerically I'm not middle, but. I am kind of middle. And know? then it's, what is it? Why, why do people, middle child, is that connect with com- being a comedian in some way? Like needing I, some. Well, people to- say it's like attention, se- the attention seeking one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know from having kids and, and seeing people with kids, the second kid, which is I'm also the second kid. The second kid is a lot more just doesn't give a shit as much as the first kid. The first kid comes out and they're the only little creature in this family and they tend to be more cautious and more kind of, you know, sort of sit back a little bit and wait for things. And then the second kid comes out, which for me is my daughter, and they just are like, oh, look, another kid. And, uh, you know, there's nothing to worry about. so special. The world's my oyster and I can do whatever I want. And, Mm, you know, because that was definitely... A, a difference between my daughter and my son. But for me, you know, they tend to, they say, and I think the, re, you know, like the, the comedian thing they say is I think because they say uh, like it's attention seeking. Yeah. Like you got the old one, you, you got the old one who's in charge and then you have the younger yeah. ones who are the babies and you're looking for, <clears throat> you know, Conan's kind of a middle child and he, yeah. He puts that off to like wanting attention. But I also think, <laughs> you know, but for I wasn't so much that I I mean, I like attention, but for me it was more peacekeeper. It was more mediator, I think. Oh. Um and kind of that was sort of more the role that I ended up having, which I think is also a middle child thing. And I wonder was that kind of the same with you or yeah, I, just yeah, because most attention. of my child, I was very shy, and my older brother spoke. My mom said he always spoke for me. So, like, yeah. it, when they'd ask, "What is? What do you want to eat, Melissa?" and then my brother would be like, "She wants a burrito," and then, yeah. <laughs> and I would just be like, "Mm-hmm, sure, uh, why not?" <laughs> but then I think you know, once I think it was puberty time, you know, thirteen years old. I was like, that's when I was starting to come out of my shell uh, and bloom, you know. Of course. <laughs> Like a beautiful flower. <laughs> yeah, well, no. In high school, I was not a beautiful. I, I looked so creepy. I had my eyebrows like so thin, and I, it looked like it. Like it was that bad. Oh, really? You just yeah, like yeah. overplucked them? Overplucked them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just a little awkward. And, I mean, it's cute, but it's a little creepy. I'll have to yeah, s- yeah. So show you a photo. Um, <laughs> but I was think that, that something, was when were I all the, were all the yeah. kids doing that, or were you just kind I, of like? Nervous about having too big eyebrows. Yeah, I didn't like the fluffy, you know, I was, yeah, being hairy. And then, but then I I was such a fan of, and I still am, of Gwen Stefani. And at that time, 
Return of Saturn album, she had these like thin, little, tiny pencil eyebrows. And I was like, oh, I want that. I want to look like Gwen. <laughs> I didn't look like Gwen at all. In, yeah, my, yeah. Mi- in my mind, I thought so. But right, in reality, right. people are like, well, she's going downhill. <laughs> at 13 at 13 now did, did anybody did people in your family say uh take it easy on the eyebrows oh yeah. yeah 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 my mom was like they're not gonna grow back and they thankfully they did yeah yeah um but yeah because yeah, you have was, lovely eyebrows no they're beautiful and and, you. and yeah. you know during this this quarantine time i have not plucked them even my, you know, I have a, a little tiny mustache, I'll be honest. We all do. I can tell. I mean, um, Zoom's not that great, but I can tell. <laughs> you wax it, right? Because it's really well styled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a little shadow sometimes if, you, if, if I'm in the sun. But I, I've let them grow because I usually, especially with, during SNL, like I go to this place that threads them. And yeah. um, uh, during this time, I was like, just let it all be, you know, I'm staying home. And but my mom has been really persistent about like, please, let me drop off the nair. And nair is a, you know, removes like sure, a sure. lotion that removes. Hair. Oh, I know. Oh, you do. You've used oh, it. I know. <laughs> no, nair, I think most most boys know nair because of pranks. Like pranks? putting. Yeah, absolutely. Like put like. like Nairing someone's hair head while they're sleeping. Oh, uh, yeah. There's like all kinds of cruel uh, hair removing pranks that people do. Did like you if ever? You're passed, if you're yeah. passed out drunk, okay. they can write on your face with a marker or cover your or head with nair. With nair. You know? <laughs> Which I, I don't know. I, I've never, I've never witnessed it because, like, a, I, I loathe pranks. I I, I don't like them pranks. either. I feel I just, like I'm going to cry. It's just always, I don't ever, I mean, I can sort of sometimes if they're really clever or elaborate, get like some kind of vicarious thrill. But mostly I always identify with the pranky and just think like, oh, yeah, nice going. You made that person look stupid and feel bad. Way to go. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. I could never do a prank call. Yeah. Never. I was on crank wank, cranky anchors once, and I was just terrible because I like would. I would you just like want to say, like, oh, "I'm sorry." I, I, yeah, that's me too. I'm sorry. Bye. I, I try to show that it's a prank by giggling. Like I'll be yeah, like, yeah. Uh, "This is a this is a George calling in to get, get some paints," <laughs> and then I giggle, and just so they know, it's like yeah, this isn't yeah. this isn't yeah. she's not committing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so my mom has been this time. She's like, "Please let me drop off the nair. You got to get rid of that." And I was like, "Just let my leave my mustache alone." Wow, come on, mom. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. like it. Well, I mean, just hope she doesn't listen to this because we're <laughs> gonna get we're gonna get deep into her. We're gonna really. She's really re- funny. Is she? Oh yeah. Because she's yeah. so honest, there's no filter, and that's that's the funniest person. That's the funniest type of person. Yeah, but I mean, does does that does she cut a wide swath through life for that reason? Like, are people like, oh, what's your mom's name? Lupe uh, Guadalupe, like, but Lupe. yeah, like, oh yeah. shit, here comes Lupe. You know, did you hear what she said <laughs> last time? Like, is there that kind of thing? No, because she's not like mean anyone. I think just like in 
you know, turn like family, like the intimate family. She'll be like, boy, I don't like that guy. Oh, okay. You know? that's, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, that's, just, but she's not. No, no, no that's no, she, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely. I think that's so fun. I'm definitely loopy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because that's me too. I, I just, I just did like a big kind of zoom fundraiser. That was like the showbiz thing. And the oh, entire sweet. time I was chatting with the people, like private chatting with the people that oh, yeah. I knew there saying like, when will this guy shut up? And, you know, like, <laughs> like just be just smart, you know, because it, like, it went on too long and there was like lots of, uh, you know, like lots of people going on and on and on. And, and, uh, and then my daughter told me at the end, she's like, because <laughs> most, because a lot of the people that I was making fun of were kind of the organizers. And she's like, you know, even though it's a private message, the organizers can read that at the end of the oh man Zoom call. So funny. Like, oh boy, it's okay. Oh, they well. need to know too. I, I yeah, but I mean, I don't. I'm <laughs> I'm 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 real brave behind people's back. I know. Like when it comes to actually hurting their feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, no, I didn't I, want to hurt their feelings. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and my dad is like the opposite. He's very. He's a people pleaser and wants, he he needs everyone to like him and he loves to make people laugh. And my mom's like, Oh, just, really? My mom's like, Who cares? Who cares? They don't like you. <laughs> he's like, No, they, he's so, he's, he's such a nice guy. And my mom's like, Nice, no, you know, and it's just like, uh, and I have actually a stand up bit about how they're, they're exactly John Candy, Steve Martin from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, like that dynamic. Oh, my really? mom is so Steve Martin and my dad's like the John Candy lovable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wants to make everyone smile. <laughs> it's a good combo, though. I mean, you it's know, like so funny to yeah. have a kid that kind of gets to see both of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think that's helpful. What What do your folks do for a living? Well, my dad he has a fence contracting. He's a fence contractor, so homes and businesses. He puts up wrought iron gates or sure. ch- chain link all around yep. L.A. And then my mom does. Uh, you want to give him a plug? You want to yes. give them a plug? Uh, AD Fence, a company, if you guys need a gate right now, if you're home yep. a lot, you want some more security, call yep. up call up uh, Mike Villasenor. AD Fence. Yeah, it's uh, the AD is for attention deficit. <laughs> so the fence might not get finished. <laughs> you know that would actually funny? be a pretty funny No, business. my dad has that, and I do too, and that, that's yeah, so yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I gotta tell him that. That's so <laughs> he's gonna crack up. Oh shit! We forgot to that fence. We forgot to. It's just oh, I we forgot. just put the post. We put the posts in. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and and what about your mom? What is your mom? Does your mom work? She's or? a bookkeeper. Yeah, bookkeeping. Yeah. So she does actually. She helps me with my business, which is what a blessing. Oh my god! I could use. Yeah. 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 And you know what's good? You know, sometimes I'll get a little frustrated because she sees my spending, but then it's good because she'll be like, what did you, what was that purchase? And I'm just like, I bought an inflatable globe so I could study, <laughs> so, so I could study the earth and have fun at the same time. <laughs> In my waiting pool. Yeah. Well, now, um, what kind of student were you when you were a kid? I mean, like you said, you were the shy one. Were you encouraged yeah. to not be shy or did you just kind of No, I was I was shy in school too, but I also I I uh I couldn't focus too well in school and I reading comprehension was the toughest for me. I couldn't I could read a paragraph over and over and just have no clue what it, that was about. Oh wow. So I had a lot of tutors and 
But I was so good in spelling, spelling classes and spelling bees and uh, art, obviously. Right, obviously. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> For those who uh, who don't have the visual, she just did a weird Stevie Nicks kind of thing with her hands <laughs> after she said artist. Whoa. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now, as you're going, as you're, when do you start being funny in public if you're shy or were you just kind of like quietly funny? Um, no, I got, I, I, once I realized my gift of doing impressions and that was early, like I was 12 years old when I was listening and absorbing so much Britney Spears and, you know, and Christina Aguilera and Shakira and Christina and I, and I listened to them so much and I loved them so much that I realized, oh, I could, I could sing just like them. And I had an ear for, you know, mimicking, mimicking. And so once I started sharing that, those voices with my friends at school, all girls school, by the way, Ramona Convent, 7th or 12th grade. Yeah, if, you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking for an all girls school in the Whittier area. Oh, Alhambra, actually. Oh, Alhambra. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We drove out. My parents, we had carpool. Nice. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was that time when I realized, oh, I could, I have this superpower and I could make people laugh and I you know, felt seen and special and important. And I was like, oh, this is my gift. Not everyone can do this. And so that's when I started breaking free and getting funny. And singing, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I got funny till, you know, just the past few years as a funny person. I think. Oh, really? I think I've just had good impressions, but I wasn't funny. Really? I think it's a a long time to. Yeah, because now on stage, well, when I could do stand-up, I could do a lot more bits about myself or just things that, you know, crack me up. And I know it's funny or makes me laugh, and it's not relying on an impression anymore. Right. And I felt like that was something I I wanted to do for myself in my career because I was like, people need to know me. People need to know who I am because that, that is so fulfilling and, and to connect with people. And I, I just... I love it, but I love mixing both. You know, I like doing a lot of voices, but also sharing me. It's so fun. Do you think that is, because I know I have a thing, and it's not an uncommon thing, where if something comes easily to me, I discount it. I think like, well, I can't, you know, like, I'm good at that thing, so I can't really, like, I don't really give myself credit for that, because it's easy for me. And do you think that that's kind of the same thing? Like, yeah, you know, you that. found you could do this and then, you you know. A little. Yeah. 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 But, but I will say every time I, you know, I capture a new impression of someone that hasn't been done. That I, I do feel a lot of pride in that. Yeah. That and I, and I imagine there's work. You got to you got to yeah. study them. And yeah. Yeah. But I, is I, there I how like... what what's like the normal amount of time that it takes to kind of. Um, some could take a long time. I remember trying to learn Kristen Wiggs years ago and I I couldn't get it down. And then it wasn't until I saw Bridesmaids that I was like, oh, I got it now. Um, you know, her subtle little, little, um, um, I'm, I'm doing okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, (laughs) and then, but, but then some I've learned quickly, like I saw Black Swan uh, with my mom, actually, which was pretty awkward. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> after the film later, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Natalie Portman. She does this thing with her lips. And then I, so some, it just depends. Some could come rather quickly. Um, but I think with SNL, if there's someone, oh, I want to learn this person, I will watch as much as I can of them on my computer. And then I won't even attempt it. I'll go to sleep. And in the morning, I usually will start feeling little sprinkles of yeah, yeah. their, their soul. It's such a, such a particular thing to do. I mean, you know, like, and then, so it is kind of, I mean, it's interesting to me to hear you say like that you didn't, you didn't think you were funny until a couple years ago because it's like you were doing comedy. Like, you know, I mean, you were thinking of funny things for Britney to sing and you were thinking of funny things for these different people to say. So you must have yeah. been funny, you know? Yeah, no, I, I was fine. I was okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's more just, was it more just a question of the personal expression that you didn't yeah, feel like? Yeah, it's just yeah. more like, you know, my way of talking now. It's like there's a groove to it that only comes after you know, a decade of doing stand-up that I yeah. was just like, oh, that's co- it's so cool to find that. And you can't force it early on. You know, I there was times in my, my early times on doing stand-up, I would want to speak a certain way. And I, you could, I could look back and see videos. Even America's Got Talent when I was on there. I was like, oh, that's so forced. Oh, God, I can't even watch that thing. But, it, but you can't rush it. It just will come through time. And yeah, I, I just think that's what's so special about putting the time in it. Did um, what? How do you go from figuring out you can do impressions to then eventually getting on stage? Is it? Do you? Are, are, is uh, that in your head while you're going through high school? Like, oh yeah. You know? So yeah, at my sophomore year of high school, I did the talent show at Ramona. Okay. Uh huh. Did six solid singing impressions. We're talking. Brittany, Christina, Shakira, Avril Lavigne, Ewan McGregor, because he sang real good at on Moulin Rouge at that time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a timely one, but you got to you got to retire that one. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah he's got no it. relevance with that anymore. <laughs> but I got a standing ovation from my high school. Okay, and I I I had I felt this fire in my chest type of feeling where I was like, I got to do this now. I have a big dream. So then I went to the library and I looked up. Open mics for kids. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'm a kid. I'm 15. And then I found uh, the Laugh Factory Comedy Camp. And I, I said, well, I want to join this summer. And I had my parents drive me from Whittier every Saturday that summer. So I could get on stage for three minutes and eat free food. <laughs> free chicken fingers free and chicken, whatever. That... Yeah, and Oreos. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that. And then but right after high school, I did... I started doing open mics uh, at the ice house. I started doing shows there and then that's in Pasadena. And then, uh-huh. and then from there I started going to the comedy store and doing, and that was a place that took me in and let me grow in the, the small room, the belly room. Yeah. So now are you, are you working during this time? Or are you just like, no, this is going to be it. No, I was working at Marie calendars, you know, whipping pies. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I was, I was making the whipped cream, by the way. They taught okay. us. No, so. but I didn't, I honestly did not think you were lying. Okay, good. I good. just assumed that, yeah, no, she said Marie Callender's, I'm going to believe her. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I, so you were, you were making the pot or were you waiting tables or working in the back? Well, I was about to start, you know, being a waitress, but I was the hostess there. Um, and, uh, what was, well, then I had some cool job. I for, I always forget about this. I can't forget about this. Cause it, this was really cool. When I was 19, you know, the soap opera days of our lives. Yes. Well, Apparently, they saw my little stand-up clip on MySpace through a friend, and they said, we want you to take this camera, film behind the scenes of the soap opera stars, and you can walk around and just film stuff for our website. I think they wanted some some youthful kid that's funny to connect Days of Our Lives with the younger audience. That's such a weird, awesome job. <laughs> so weird and that was just kind of all of a sudden you know and you're like 18 you're like 18 yeah 18 19 it was like incredible wow and and, uh all you know it's just kind of this weird so you're driving to uh, i met is that cbs that that was the old nbc where that where uh leno's tonight show was oh okay Uh, so you're driving there every day and and i mean how long is your day doing that it was kind of whatever. They said, whenever you want to film, you can leave whenever. We'll buy you this camera. Wow. I know. Nice. Did <laughs> so, you get to keep the camera? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. That does, that seems too good to be true. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that was like a little portion. And then. do you Are there still videos of that online somewhere? That I don't think so. I think I've tried to look for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, because that would be so funny. Because I bet, yeah. I mean, and then I, I was just coming up with characters too. Like there was a character I came up with where this, this like little weirdo that was an extra for the background, you know, play an yeah. extra in this and soap up and sketch. I mean the scenes. Um, yeah, it was just it was bizarre. Very and how long did that last? I mean, I think maybe a year. And did, did they um, fire you, or did you leave, or was it like? I, I think it was kind of a mix of both, where it was kind of like, where's this going? Yeah. And then, yeah, they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll just put a pause on it, which I knew was the end. And I yeah, was kind of yeah. happy. I mean, I know it was good pay, but I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then um, I think I, I think I also worked a little better having a part-time job and then going to do stand-up at night. Because yeah. it, it kind of made my brain feel like, oh, yes, I'll do this duty, but I know in the back of my mind, oh, this is my passion that I'm going to do later. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of helped think that's true. For, for a while. So yeah. And I because... worked at a golf and stuff and a miniature golf course in New uh-huh. York. And then some temping book jobs and uh, bookstore places. And then Forever 21 uh, at the Grove. Ooh. Yeah, at the Grove. Wow. But it was such a tiny Forever 21 because it, it was just a, it was the smallest one I've ever seen. And they would pack the clothes on the rack and the hangers would start, you know, making the, they would make the shape of a U. Yeah. So if someone like angel, pulled out angel wings, from angel the side. wings, yeah, yeah. yeah, on the rack. And if someone pulled out one shirt, ba-boom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, my uh. whole creation of putting all the clothes on the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would make me crazy. Yeah, that would, and it did that. It was, yeah. oh, God. That was funny. It's like, yeah, no, that would, and I mean, and it's also just like, 
I don't know. I find like that there's like tension in that in like a in like a store that's all fucked up, you know, mm-hmm. like that's like like every Burlington coat factory I ever was in looked like a car just drove through. And I, I always <laughs> felt like this, this like tension from it, like that just like this place is going out of business. And that, be, you know, I, I think it's like to be sad about it is like because having parents that were small business owners that went under. It always it always just made me feel like this is a business that's going under and uh, the, the kids yeah. are going to be depressed, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you know, so. But Burlington, I think, is still going. I think so. I'm not sure exactly. But all I every time I ever went in there, I felt like. Yeah, it's it was so like funny. A car driving through. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, like two uncles got in a fist fight at grandma's funeral. Like, that's what it felt like to me like when you go in there. Just what a mess it was. And just, I, just, I yeah, well, that's oh, more man, about that's me. Oh, man, that's hilarious. No, I love that. <laughs> oh, oh well, so um, is it helpful, like, when you start, this is in high school still. I mean, is it helpful in high school? Do you find yourself making more, your presence known a little bit more? I, you know, like. Yeah, I felt like, I. <laughs> I think, I mean, I was, I didn't get to go, my parents were strict, so I couldn't go out every weekend as most of my classmates were and hang out. And I felt like I was a little misfit in a way of, I didn't have close friends I would call and hang out with, but I felt special about like, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm just this free kind of weirdo that can hang out with everyone, but I'm not necessarily a part of a group. I felt like comedy was like what i don't know i just had i felt like so special from that yeah yeah and i think that made me excited and i didn't go to prom because i was like eh, i don't care i got big dreams now yeah it's <laughs> like kind of a <laughs> well did you have did you have boyfriends at all during that time i or? had one boyfriend yeah it was actually so my it was one of my brother's friends and i met him because it was our so ramona and don bosco it's all boys school they would have it was called Brother Sister School, which I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, that sounds but my, weird. <laughs> but my brother did go there, and they would we would have dances. So Ramona would host a dance, and Bosco boys would go to the dance, or Bosco would have a dance, and Ramona girls would go over there. Um, uh, but I met him through my brother, and then actually with my friends, my my brother dated my friends. So it's kind of like, here, we swap them. We'll swap it up. (laughs) (laughs) But it was the only way. How else do you meet? Right, right. Especially Um, when you go to parochial, you know, single gender schools, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's so tough. Yeah. But you didn't go to prom just because, you know. Well, I think the, I think it was actually the boyfriend I had, I had ended it senior year and I was like, eh. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And um, <laughs> that's how it I'm happens. A, sometimes that's I'm an asshole, <laughs> but I also, but I also felt like over it. I was like, oh no, I this is the next step in my life, my career, yeah. and I felt yeah, like yeah. way more. I don't know, just my head was in the clouds for me, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to be tied down or anything. And then, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do yeah. when you're a senior in high school because a lot of people don't end up doing it until they're 30. You know what I mean? Ugh. 
Yeah. Like they're like, ah, I don't want to. I mean, he's nice and I should, you know, uh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. And But, can, but no, I, that's. I've always kinda, been pretty good about connect, uh, feeling, I mean, paying attention to my feelings. And if something's not right or if my gut is like, it's time to break free and go. I, I've had a few times in my life where I had to just say bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Bye. That's good. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that. that's, that's good. Good on you and good on your parents, too, because they obviously made you feel safe enough to be able to do that. Oh, oh, damn. That's true. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't get yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Because a lot of folks, you're right, it's it's tough where they, they just need someone. Yeah. And their parents probably weren't there and they probably. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's like wow. one of the basic things about like when you have a kid. You want to make sure that that attachment is oh shit healthy and yeah. secure and you know and able to weather like being angry at each other or whatever and it's mm-hmm. like it's the kids that grow up with parents that they feel like they're always walking on eggshells trying to please them or parents that are distant that I think you know they end up being stuck with people you know so yeah. wow well, I'll tell them you said that. They'll, they'll appreciate that. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> um, well, so uh, you knew you knew college wasn't for you because you had the. Oh yeah, no, I went to yeah, Fullerton yeah. Junior College just for my parents' sake. Uh-huh. Okay, but I didn't show up to class. I was, I was like, <laughs> this is dumb. Was and it I, one semester or one year or two? It years was, I or? think, maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. But I was already, you know, starting to go to open mics in Hollywood, and um, yeah, it was just. Yeah, not for me. And I was commuting from my parents' house, so I always just felt like, eh, what's, I don't know. Yeah. No, if it's not what you want to do, it's, you know, I mean. Yeah, I just knew. I just knew it wasn't for me. And it's also like community college is not like college where you're really away from home and you're like learning to be on your own and learning to what it, you know. All the things you learn from living in a dorm with a bunch of kids your own age. Yeah, I didn't have that. And I yeah. think so. And I, my mom was, you know, she would text me like, when you let me know when you get to school and let me know when you leave. So it's kind of just like, well, then I'm not really at, away. You know? No, not at all. But I mean, that's another part of my story where I was like, I didn't have those college fun years, you know? So it hit me later of like, oh, I got to I got to get piercings and dye my hair pink and blue. I was like 27 when that happened. But it, that should have uh-huh. happened in high school. You know, it's just. Yeah, yeah. It just hit me way later. <laughs> <laughs> just a little wild. Well, that's all right. Yeah. yeah and well, right. and especially if your mom's making you call her, you can't have oh, yeah. pink hair then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, is it is it something when you get into stand up and you start being around comedians, is there this feeling of like, oh, here they are, here are my people? Like, do you is there a striking difference when that starts? Oh and yeah, and you start making friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I suddenly felt, um, yeah, and that's the same feeling now. Sometimes even in, well, yeah, when I go to a comedy club and hang out with other comedians, I'm like, oh, this is these. They get it. They just get yeah. it. Yeah. There's just something they just get. Um, and you always, you, you kind of always feel comforted by that. I remember just 
even in New York, sometimes during the work week of SNL, I'll just go to the cellar and hang out there and sit there just with other comics. And it just feels, just feels good. Yeah. 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 I think that's okay. Yeah. That, that's uh, one thing that I find or I found on this show talking to, I mean, it's mostly creative people, comedy people, writer, etc., performers is the notion of finding your tribe is kind of the, the phrase that's come up with this such a yeah. huge, huge thing. And it's uh, like, you know, part of this, part of this, the three questions thing is what have you learned? And I like one of my things, like the only when cause it, like when people ask you for advice in show business, it's always like, I don't know, do it, you know, like that's it. do it. And, but the, you know, cause my, to be a smart ass, sometimes I'll say, well, uh, take some improv classes, then become a sidekick on a late night talk show <laughs> for a number of years and things will just start to happen. Uh, um, but I also feel like it, it, for anybody that wants to do something like this, it's like be around people that want to do this same thing as mm-hmm. much as you can. And also not because you because you want to be a success or because you want to be famous or make a ton of money or uh, just because it's the best way to live your life is yeah. being around similar people mm-hmm. and you and you can be your best self you know you can be the you that you want to be. be yeah, yeah. so but yeah. still stand ups they can be real pricks though right uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, yeah, for myself too. There's a side where I'm like, oh man, I hate this. But uh, yeah, no, I'm this. I mean, it is like I love these comedy people. And then there's days where it's like, oh, these fucking comedy. People. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's all balance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but God, I just love it when everyone just, you know, I, I miss going out to eat with comedians and just everyone's just making fun of each other. It's like, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's that's the. It is really fun. Uh, and it sounds to outside ears so mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's a weird kind of love, but it is a love. <laughs> yeah. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Well, when do you start to really feel like, like, are you scared during this time? Are you like, I don't know if this is going to work out, or are you just kind of have a firm enough belief in yourself? No, I was always back and forth with my cell phone. Should I do it? I don't think I should do it. I'm going to fail. And it was also, you know, I auditioned for SNL when I was 21. What, I got some stuff pretty early on. Hey, I, I, I got okay. some love early on. All right. <laughs> but I All wasn't. Right. I mean, yeah, you were on that uh, Days of Our Lives thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's probably no. when you got on SNL. Everyone's like, no, because is that that Days of Our Lives? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it was that, you know, I was a rare, I was a rarity in the comedy world because I was a female doing impressions. I was nice. Well, I don't know if that's that, but, but regardless, I was at the comedy store and, and, um, my friend Freddie Lockhart got on the show, Frank TV, Frank Kiliando's show on TBS, and they were looking for a female impressionist. They had me audition. I did some impressions on his show and that was, I was only 20, but it was like, that's pretty early to be getting those things. And then audition for SNL. Then I did America's Got Talent. You know, that was all before 23. And yeah. I hadn't even done stand up that long. I wow. got stuff 
pretty early on, which was really nice. Um, uh, but I think after I auditioned for SNL and I didn't get it, I was still living with my parents and I was kind of like, Ugh, I, I should just study plants or, you know, yeah, what was, what was life. the fallback? What was, well, I mean, I, I was just kind of wandering. I, I was working at the golf and stuff place and then, um, which is, can making... be a career, you know, <laughs> mini golf, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, and then I, well, I'd love their frozen pizzas on my break and I would ride the go-karts, <laughs> but I was kind of just floating around a little bit. I was, uh, I had a routine where I would, my, I would work at golf and stuff. Then I'd go home and have a, a bowl of mini wheats and, uh, play Nintendo, go to sleep. It was kind of a <laughs> routine for a while. And I was like, I don't think I need to do comedy. That's, that is very much the life of a retiree. You know? <laughs> yeah. Play golf, Play eat, golf. Shred- eat shredded wheat, except the Nintendo is like, you know, that would that would be like go- a Golden Girls rerun instead. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And then I, 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 I was starting to just find some, I was, I remember doing some volunteer work and I wanted to help save the trailheads and just nature in my town. And then I met a friend who introduced me to polymer clay figurines. And I think that was actually a time where I was getting wrapped up in hobbies, like comforting hobbies. Cause I was just trying to distract my brain from thinking I had to do comedy. So I was yeah. crocheting a lot. I was making clay figurines and jewelry. I was starting to draw a lot too. And I would think I was just trying to convince myself. I don't, I don't need to do that. But then there was always a, the biggest signal for me was, there was a sadness in my chest that I was like, well, that was a clear sign that I have to be on stage. I have to be doing it. That yeah. was, it, it just, I knew I couldn't just live a quiet life. Yeah. That makes sense. That no, makes it makes sense. absolute okay. sense. I, yeah. No, yeah. It's like another, another kind of common theme that I find is uh, dissatisfaction is people growing up somewhere among a certain group of people and feeling like, Nope, uh-uh, not for me. I got a nothing against all of you and against you place. I just, yeah, can't. I need yeah. something different. I need something more. Cause I definitely, I mean, I grew up in a small town in Illinois and I got to be a teenager and I was, miserable and I had no idea why and I was like you know I was a popular kid and played sports and had jobs and lots of friends but I just was like and I didn't know what it was and then like I got to the city and I was like oh this is it right I'm supposed to be in the city and I'm supposed to be with these weirdos you Mm -hmm. know and uh, it just takes time you don't know you know yeah um tell me what about America's Got Talent because those I know different people who have kind of come up through those kind of contest shows and they're so it's they're so fascinating to me because it's such a weird it is weird and it's a, a weird huge, way big, to do it it's a and huge that show especially feels too. like that show especially feels like it's from a different country like you know what I mean like it feels like it's Italian or something like yeah, yeah. just the pacing <laughs> of it and the cutting of it it's not it's just weird you know um that was a, a lady who was a producer on it or something. She had messaged me on Facebook. She knew me from some other show I did. Uh, and she said, I'm helping 
setting up appointments to audition for the judges. Like you can audition in LA and then if you go, you get picked, you go to audition for the judges. And she was like, I think this show's perfect for you. And I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and I was, I was kind of just, I, I didn't like the show to be honest. I, I thought it was funny to watch with my parents or something, but I didn't see myself on the show. I, I was quite panicked because I was like, what if I just look like a fool and then just get squashed? Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a put up or shut up kind of moment to be on TV. Yeah. And there yeah. have been some poor comedians and, and they want to make people look stupid for entertainment. Yeah. It's just like, that's, that's the part I didn't like. Um, that hurt what season feelings. was it? Like, had it been on a while or season six? So pretty. Oh, wow. Kind of early. Yeah. Yeah. On. Was, was that a Howard Cohen? Stern year or was it no, still No, he Simon was the Cohen? next year. I ah, had, okay. I had um, Piers Morgan, Sharon, and Howie. Oh, okay. And um, and I remember, out, you know, I didn't even, I did, I didn't even try hard at the first audition. I kind of just was like, here's some impressions here. See ya. <laughs> and then I got the email. Congratulations, you're going to Seattle. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I was such a brat. You know, I didn't realize just how, you know, my friends were like, oh, my God, are you, are you crazy? That's a wonderful thing. And I, I don't know why I was kept thinking it was, I was nervous about it. And then I flew to Seattle and it ended up being perfect for me. It was a perfect show because it made me feel very special because there was no other female impressionist on that season, comedian. And, you know, there were so many singers and dancers. And I was like, oh, I'm. I'm feeling very special here. And it was really sweet. It was perfect for me at that time. And uh, yeah, I think it was great. And how many times, how many times do you go back? Well, they did. Let's see. Hold on. One. So I did the Seattle one and then they had this Vegas one, which is actually just a trick. It was, we were in a theater, all the contestants that got picked for Vegas, we were sitting in the crowd and they call up 10 people, 10 names, and they say, stand up. And I, and that was one of, I was one of the 10. And they're like, you don't have to perform. You could go home because you're going to the next round. And I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> I didn't have to waste new, you know, all, impressions on this. <laughs> Wait, you went to the, you went to Vegas to be told to go home? <laughs> Oh my because God. we didn't have to perform. We could just skip and go straight to the L.A. live shows. Wow. And then and then I had the there was two L.A. live shows. There was I did one. I did OK, but they still passed me. And then I went to top 16. And that's when I was booted off. But then it, this is something that pissed me off. OK, so, so I get to top 16 and then they say, we're going to bring back. 10 people, or I don't know how many people, contestants that were eliminated, your favorites the cra- to the crowd, and they're coming back. So it's top 24 or something. And I was like, no, they were eliminated. Leave yeah, them yeah. out. Don't bring they them lost. back. Yeah. <laughs> I beat those people already. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, oh. but it, was, it was like perfect that I... You know, got booted off then because I was like, I, I got nothing left. I had I gave them my best impressions. I don't know what else to do. It was just enough. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect. yeah because that was what I was going to ask. Is like you have to I didn't give them. Win, yeah. You have to give them more material. 
Yeah. And it's like, because I always wonder, like, the weird acts where they're like, you know, like they do some weird thing with shadows and candles. And it's like, how are you going to do another shadow and candle, like elaborate? You know, I know what I mean? Like the really bizarre kind of acrobatic acts or spe- weird specialty acts, you know, like. Yeah, there was a cool group that year, too. They were really awesome. They had these. It was like an in the dark and they were dancers with lights. Yeah. And I guess it just depends on what song they pick, you know, right. and there's different dance moves and yeah, yeah. effects. But but then I wonder, too, also, <laughs> if the ultimate goal of that show, this is now I'm just not now I'm not talking to you. I'm just bitching about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AGT um, <laughs> is, is like like you're a stand up. And you do like you have a very marketable skill. And it it seems like what this is aiming towards kind of like a Vegas kind of. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that the winner got part of the prize was you got a a big show in Vegas. A residency in Vegas. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But like but like the light dancers, how do they sustain an hour and a half show? In Vegas, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I would get dizzy and throw up or something. Oh, yeah, or just like, okay, that's it. We get it. It's like, okay, yeah. Oh, cool, more lights, you know? It's- oh, sweet, a new yeah. light. I've never Although, seen that like, color. Did, did you ever see the show Stomp? Do you, do you know about the show Stomp? I never saw Stomp. But you know what it is, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the same. It was that, like, I saw that, like, when it was, like, right when it started. I'm picturing you. And I just was like, okay, all right. Now they're banging on a fire extinguisher. And it's been, like, it's been (laughs) fucking hour and 15 minutes. I get it. They're banging on shit. They got trash cans on their feet. All right. Yeah, okay. You know, I just was like, I didn't understand. Yeah. You know, and I, although, I don't know, Stomp might still fucking be running I think it's, oh, yeah. I think it is. It just, it's so weird. That I always the one that That's really so got funny. me too is there was one where they just they had little boxes of of wooden matches and they would shake them to make like and tap on them like it was a very small like it was the part of the show where they got small and they would just like shake these steps. but the fucking looks on their faces were just like whatever that German word for a face that's aching to be slapped because they just would be like. Oh, like they could not believe the sounds that they were getting out of this oh. matchbox. Like, like can oh, you no. believe? Look at, we're making a whole song with matchbox. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Cause you already did it with buckets and mops and shit. So. <laughs> I got a lot of beef with yeah, performance no, art. That's really, that's great. Percussion. Oh man, I'm furious about percussion, percussion performers. Well, now, how does SNL is it SNL like when you go back to re to you know do it again? Are you? Oh wait, first before we get to that, are you in LA going through pilot season? You know, uh, before you SNL, know, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auditioning for sitcoms and things like that, very much. Or yeah, although I I kind of waited a little bit because I I did want more. I wanted a good amount of training before going to auditions because people can't yeah. remember you. You have to get right. Right. You know, so I took a lot of classes at Leslie Kahn and then some other, I forgot this other good one too. Um, and then I, I didn't really do much pilot pilot seasons. No, I, I did that one 
actually the year I got at Snell, I did some auditions and my friend thought of me for um, Bill Hader's show, Barry. And I got oh. the part at the end where I was a waitress. Uh huh. And that was my first pilot I ever kind of booked. I was oh, like, wow. that, you know, it's like two or three lines, but it was, it meant so much to me. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I got a snow later that year. But it, and was I it, didn't really do a lot of pilot season. SNL, I mean, being an impressionist is very helpful with SNL. Do you go in kind of feeling like, you know, I know I have, I know I have this marketable skill that makes me useful to them? Or do you think yeah. from having done it once before you were kind of like, what was your attitude going in, I guess? I was pretty nervous. I, I mean, it's kind of like a, a new kid at school feeling where you don't really know anyone and no one's writing for you. They don't yeah. know. They can probably know, oh, you have this character or some impressions, but they're, it's not really. I don't know. It's tough. If you're not, if you don't come from, I didn't come from a lot of, I mean, I did some groundlings classes in UCB, but I didn't have that. I didn't know how to write a sketch. I didn't yeah. know my brain. I didn't know that stuff. So I kind of, the first year I felt like it was, I mean, it's hard for everyone, but I, I felt like I didn't know what the hell to do. Yeah. I, honestly, I think not, not a lot of, everybody gets, isn't that same. Even if you'd done, uh, UCB for two years. It's not the same. You know, you might have wrote written sketches for UCB, but it's not the same as yeah. And then it's all TV about, is TV. It's a different, you know. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I yeah, you want to find that friend who you could write with that gets yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the most important thing is finding that connection of who is my buddy here that I can laugh with and write with. And yeah. that first year is just like uh, you don't know. Yeah, you're trying, yeah. you're trying. But then I think the second year, my buddy, who's still I love writing with, Stephen Castillo, he's he cracks me up so much, and we yeah. share our office together. And uh, and then Dan Bulo was there this past season too, and just the three of us has just got just a nice groove. Yeah, and uh, Anna Dresden, I like writing with too. But yeah, there's it just takes a lot of time to find. And then also, I get better, too. The first season, I, I was bad. I was flubbing over every single line I had. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then there, and you can't prep for that show, too. It's a hard show. You don't know what that's, there's no practice for it. Yeah. Um, but I think I could see how every year I get a, I get a little bit better. Yeah. They, you know, having known, I've never, I've never been on the show. I mean, I've been backstage during the show when we used to mm-hmm. be in the same building and I've, you know, had so many friends go through there. But I, you hear so many stories like of it alternately being sort of like a hostile place for new people. And then you hear sort of it like, no, no, it was actually kind of like a warm and welcoming place for new people. And, you know, because like when you when you do go through that where you say like you flub your lines, are you feeling like, oh shit, that's it. Lauren's going to, tomorrow oh, yeah. Lauren's going to say. Yeah. I felt like that. I yeah. thought the first year I thought I wasn't coming back for sure. Yeah. Now is that in your head or is that something that you think kind of is just in the air there? It's just in my head. A lot of the or time it- it's just in your head and no one's mad at you or no one's, you know, it's just a stressful place, but it's not personal. Yeah. But, it's, but you carry it in there because you're like, oh, I'm messing up. Oh, I have no ideas. I got nothing anymore to offer. 
yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's that thing. I'm like, am I just repeating the same things that I do? It's it's hard. Yeah. It's really tough. But um Yeah, I don't know. It's such a big institution there that has so many people that I think it is hard for you know, like every you know, like on the Conan show, like if we do a bit and it doesn't work, it's like it's not like there's 12 other people off somewhere else who are concurrently working on comedy bits. It's like, it's just us. And it's yeah. like, oh, that didn't work. And, but we're, you know, and also too, when you're doing a show every day, you realize real quickly, like, well, they're not going to fucking, yeah, that blew, but come on, we're back tomorrow. You know, like right. there's always right. a chance to redeem yourself the next yeah. day. Yeah. 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 Um, at least now there was there was a time when it was when oh I gosh. was probably was, you know, more true than I wanted it to be. Where like, yeah, yeah, we could have been because I think there were like a couple of times where we were technically canceled. And then like <laughs> like on a Friday and then like Monday, they're like, nah, well, you know what? We'll give you another month. Or something. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And, oh but I mean, gosh. I didn't know anything about it at the time. But yeah, um, <laughs> but it was pretty great working in that building. That's a, that's like. A special right. thing that I will hold on to oh, for the rest of my life that I got to spend so cool. seven years going in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It must be, you know, I mean, well, you'd be starting back to work now, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I think I think we all go back like mid-September and they're going to try to make it work in the studio somehow. Oh, they are? Yeah, oh, okay. I, I believe so. I mean, I don't know how much info- information I could share on here or not, but. Uh, no one listens to this, so you're, oh. you're fine. It's- <laughs> By the way, it was we. My my older brother. I remember in high school we went to the SNL tour, but we went to the gift shop and we got the fifth anniversary VHS of Conan. And you guys were just so damn funny on that. Oh, thank you. Thank and we you. watched it over and over. The you know the us our family and we're just. And I was like thankful for my older brother because he was like, "Oh, this is the whole, most funny show. You guys got to have to you have to watch it." And I was like, "What is this?" But it was. We still quote all those. Oh, that's nice. Pieces oh, thank you so much. Today. Thank you. <laughs> what yeah, were I, you? Were you naked when you went into that one where Conan's like, "Yeah, go in there. This is a really nice spot." Oh yeah, <laughs> he pushes me out onto the Today Show. Um, no, I was I was in. Uh, we had these like nude bikini underwear. Yeah, yeah. Because we would always like. We would we would use nudity as like a punchline for different things, it. you know, That's like so, so much so that like there was a, a a sitcom that Al Franken was on called Late Line. And it was supposed to be like a, you know, a news show. And Conan and I did a cameo on there where like it, we were supposed to be Conan and Andy coming in. Or or maybe he was coming to do a bit for us or we were shooting a bit on their stage and I was supposed to be naked. Like that was like, but they showed me, you know, in just the nude colored bikini. <laughs> and and I was, and it, I just, I was kind of like, you know, because they did that. I was like, is this what I'm become? Like, is this like, he's the prop humor guy that uses his body as a hilarious joke. Um but yeah, but no, that that Matt Lauer one that that was oh, yeah. that was one of many. Right. That was the most. That was the best usage of our nudity that we would sometimes use because yeah. there were there was other, so many good stuff though. 
The, oh, thanks. So there good. were other writers that sometimes they'd be stuck for an ending, and then they're like, and then Andy runs across the stage. Oh, oh I see. And I would be like, no, that's a, that's a special that like, <laughs> like that's a special tool we keep in the drawer, except for very rare occasions. But yeah, that was yeah. No, that that's was. So um, fun. It was, and that was, you know, that was the other thing about working there is that we got to go, you know, be naked on, supposedly naked Gosh. on the Today Show set so with Matt Lauer. Which no, is I know. And I have to a remember whole that. New, a whole new angle on it is the fact that it was Matt Lauer. I know. Jeez. Yeah. No, I have to remember that, though. Like, sometimes I'm so in it that I'm like, ah, oh, it's so hard. I don't want it. But then it's like, it's, time goes so fast. And then, you know, it'll be, be older and I'll be like, I'm going to look back and be like, damn, I was there. I yeah. was there at that time, and I got that honor to be there. So, how were the how were the uh, at home shows for you? How did I mean when um, that evolves? Do you can you even conceive of how that's going to work as they're talking about it? Well, we just did three, and the first one I I wasn't in. I w- I think they're still figuring out how to do the do it. But I um, were you in L.A.? I was here in L.A. Yeah, my place, and I. I just reached out to my friends that I write with and I said, well, this is an idea I have. What do you guys think? And then they wrote it real fast. And then we just got the approval of uh, a director who can help me, you know, film while I was alone placing the camera around, but I was just talking to him on the phone, FaceTime for angles and shots. And uh, yeah, because that's, I was was wondering how that worked. Yeah. But I actually was, I was glad because that took like, that was a three day shoot. It was called um, Melissa's Big Date. I don't know if you saw that one where I have an invisible date. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. It was really, yeah. it was really funny. Yeah. Thanks. It was very and, uh, sweet too. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was, uh, but it was based on this sketch. I mean, not a sketch, uh, my Instagram video where I was, I was telling the, you know, the camera, I was like, I don't want to forget how to kiss during quarantine because I'm in this alone. So let me just, I make out with this guy, a ghost right here, and you know, and I'm kissing, and I, you know, my kissing is so bad. I'm like tickling his armpits and his hair, and yeah, cleaning, yeah. cleaning his ears. Um, and that was they were like, well, she should just have an invisible date, you know. But that that was I was just grateful that week to be so busy with the show again mentally, even if yeah. I wasn't physically there. It felt good to be busy because yeah, those first few months it was like. This is just getting dark in our minds, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, but I was grateful to be busy. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be nice. I, I hope it works out okay. How ha- how has being home been for you? I mean, have you? What have you been the, doing to kind of? I mean, yeah. has there been rough spots for you, and 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 what have you done to kind of get out of them? If so, little bits. I mean, gosh, it's. I think once I accepted, I think I was pretty cynical the first few months of like, everything's done. No more. There's no hope. And then once I, once a few people and my therapist were like, you just have to pivot things. You have to just do still work on stuff, but it's just going to be different. And once I accepted that, then I found a better groove of, oh, I could do my podcast. Oh, I could, you know, um, uh, work on my art book because I like to draw. Oh, I could, uh do stand-up shows outside or online shows. And I was just trying, once I figured out a better way to work on things, and then I felt better. Yeah. But there's still days where even yesterday I was kind of like, boy, I'm, I'm a gloomy mess. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's okay. I, I are there, I, are there, do you have people, I mean, aside from your family, are there days when you don't see people or, you know, are, or do you uh, have enough kind of? Well, I, the thing is, I actually do need to be alone. There's a lot of times where I actually, I, I need it. And I have to tell uh-huh. people I actually need to be alone today just because I'm a, I think it's an introvert thing or maybe it's just me thing where I, I have to have alone time in order to gain up energy to talk or even hang out with anyone. Yeah. I'm kind of that type. But I do have a boyfriend who I met through this time. Back oh, really? In late May. I was on the dating app Raya. And uh, I was, <laughs> because I was like thinking, you know what? Maybe this is a good time to actually talk to someone. You can't, you're not going to be for, you, you can't be distracted right now. You can't go yeah, to yeah. a bar. You can't go to the movies. You can't go. There's no distractions. You actually have to get to know someone. You yeah. Know? And, it, and if you mesh. And I remember though on Raya, this is funny because I, I was messaging guys that I matched with and I said, hey, what's going on? Or sometimes I'll say, howdy or yo, what's up? <laughs> no one responded and I was getting fed up because no one wanted to start a conversation. Right. And so then I put in my, my bio or whatever. I said, you have until June 1st. That's when my membership for this app ends. I was fed <laughs> up. I was done. And sometimes that's, that's what happens to me. And then... Uh, the guy that I, I, I've been seeing, he messaged me. He's like, oh, I'm glad I caught you before June 1st. And then I just started chatting with him. And then, in, yeah, it was nice because it took a few weeks before we even met up in person outside. Yeah. It was just, it was good to just chat. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you couldn't rush it. Um, How do you date during COVID know. then? Do you like, are you, you just have to, start, do you well, go and get tested because, or something? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten tested already a few times. But um, he's always been home throughout it. But I, I think for me, it's like I'll see my parents and grab food. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, I yeah. Think I'm just kind of going with my gut. But I don't yeah. get close to people. And yeah, yeah. But man, it's I've, tough too. The you know, my uncle passed away last week, which was yeah. A really I'm sorry hard about. Week. I saw. I'm saw that, and I'm sorry about <sighs> that. He's thanks, Andy. He seemed. I I had an aunt who just died recently, who is the same thing. Like she was the funny one and made me right. appreciate what it meant to be funny. Yeah. And, and his name is Cesar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cesar. And he, it was one of those things where it was, yeah, it was a shocker, but he wasn't, he also wasn't taking care of himself. Um, but just such a, the, he like care. He was, he meant family, you know, it was nothing yeah. but family. And uh, but last week, you know, I saw so many, so many family members. Obviously, it's like we just want to be near each other. But then with COVID, you know, it's like, can we hug? Can we? I was like, I don't care. I need to hug everybody. I don't care. But uh, but then I got tested again after all, you know, the family stuff, and I was fine. But yeah, man, what a what a whirlwind. I just yeah no, I just can't even. I find myself thinking about. Life outside too. Oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah, it was. It was not like it. She she had dementia, and it. It it was you know kind of like one of those things where it was. It hurts to see him suffer too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and and when people have dementia too, you say goodbye to them a long time before they end up dying. You know what I mean? And it just, and it just kind of that's just what it is. It's like it's not. I can't say it's any harder than having somebody suddenly die. You know what I mean? It's like, 
it it's all hard. It's yeah, it's all hard. But I mean, but like the actual death with somebody, like you've already done this sort of you know, time lapse of grieving the loss of this person that you realize over time, you know, like she could, st- she still was bright and cheerful, but she just wasn't the same person. And, yeah. you know, she didn't, you know, didn't remember things and people and stuff. And, you know, she's still funny. You know, she's still like, there was one time when I saw her and I saw her and her husband, my uncle, and I was, you know, I said to her, I said like, well, how have you been? And she went, I have no idea. <laughs> And I was like, that's so fucking funny. Cause you know, it's like, it was, it was like, she really, she was aware that like, oh, I don't remember anything anymore. You know? That's the funniest line I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no idea. idea. Yeah. Like like smiling and happy about it. I don't know. Oh God. I love Um, that. That's so funny. But yeah, but uh, it's, uh, I just, I don't know what to, I can't picture life after this i don't have any that's the hard that's what that's where that sadness comes from i think that it's like well when or how Uh, yeah that's yeah that's when i think of that that's what makes me be like well what's the point of working on anything but i can't be that way yeah yeah you know no i just i have my i I end up doing chores more than i do any sort of like writing i'll be like yeah i'm gonna hang some shelves you know, but I, I think that helps your brain too. Some, I, yeah. I feel like there's it's it's good to do that. Yeah, just keep it keep it busy. That's the key. Yeah. Well, we're kind of getting into the philosophical port here, because uh, you know the, I mean the where we're go the you know the notion of this being where do you come from where are you going, like where are you going? It's such a moot question at this point you know it's like where are you going it's like uh staying home (laughs) you know it's like that's where i'm going so i mean i don't you know i mean do you have any sort of like concrete plans for what's happening afterwards i mean you know i mean i just i want to do comedy movies i want to uh get my book out of my art which i i accepted i'm going to start working on it with a publishing company Awesome. Uh, See that right there. That that makes me really happy. That, yeah. That makes me feel like, oh, there's, I, I want to help people. I want to share my story. I want to make them laugh. There's just a lot of. Uh, and that work is the same regardless of COVID or not. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's staying home and drawing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, what about the what have you learned? Like, do you, do people seek your advice? Are there, I, okay, like, so when you I was, go to Marie Callender's, are there people <laughs> spreading the whipped cream saying like, how can I be like you? I, what have I learned? I, I think I always, I think everything has unfolded perfectly for me. Sometimes I want stuff so soon or sudden and, I mean, even thinking of SNL, sometimes I want more. And I'm just like, but everything I've done on the show is the right timing and the right, what I was able to handle. Everything happens for what I can handle. Yeah. I think that is what I've some big, some that's something I've really learned. Um, Why do you think that is? Do you, like, do you think that there's, 
a hand of fate guiding it? Or do you think that within you, you have your own sort of hand of fate that makes things happen when they're supposed to? I think it's when I have a better mindset and better heart in the, in the time. Like it, when I performed like the Lady Gaga piece, I was truly so happy and I felt so light and, and silly and good. And I'm like, well, that was the perfect moment for it because I was feeling good. Yeah. I think that's when I deserve it. I think it's special when it's because when I'm and I'm someone if it's if, when I have too much going on, I'm not a I, I'm I'm all over the place. I'm not enjoying it. But I think in little and good precious moments of making impact, that's even that's even that works but good for me, someone like Yeah, that. yeah. Uh I don't know. I think what else have I learned, huh? Family means a lot to me. I think every time I hang out with my siblings and close friends, and I think that always reminds me of who I am. Sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm some, I could get lost of who I am, but every time I just come home and feel, I feel grounded with them. Yeah. I have, I have that to always. That's nice to have. Well, that yeah. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty solid. That's a good thing to learn, you know. Yeah. Well, do you want to stop? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Never asked anyone. That. Hey, you want to? You want to stop? You want to stop? <laughs> you know, there's been times on stage where I've I when I my set is just it's still it's going down. It's not. I'm not doing well. There's been times on stage where I'm like. I want to go. Can I go? I'm not doing. It's not going to get better. Can I just go? Yeah. But no. I was. <laughs> I, was I was trying. I was. I was trying for a while, just out of like, because you know, like I have friends who are improv people who gen- then did stand up, and and I would get invited to do things like, especially like when Scott Ackerman and B.J. Porter used to do a show called Comedy Death Ray. And they, yeah. they would do live versions of it and they would have me come and do stuff. And I would, it would sort of, I'd expect, it happened a number of times where I'd expect to be like, okay, what are we doing? And they're like, oh, you just, you're just going to do something. Like, we're just giving you 10 minutes. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. I'll try and I'll try my hand at this. And so I tr- kind of half tried to do stand up in different ways. And then I just, there was one night where I just came to the conclusion and I was hosting at San Francisco sketch fest, a night at Cobb's comedy. I was hosting a night of Conan writers who are standups and writers who had been on Conan. And I was, I was supposed to like do 10 or 15 at the top or something like that. And I was like five or six minutes into it. And I just was like, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like being on stage by myself. I don't like not talking to somebody. I don't like to like, talk to a room of people that aren't really answering back. And I kind of don't want them to answer back because that, you know, like <laughs> that's not the point of this. And so are I you just, better with crowd work though, in that case, because you can zone in on one yes, person. Yes. I whenever I've that. done, yeah. yeah. Whenever I've done things like this, it's like I always, am, or I host something. I'm like, just let's get to the Q and A as fast yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like when I'm not thinking about it and it doesn't seem so, and it feels like everyone's invested. Like everyone yeah. is an active participant in the thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I felt bad. I can't remember who the first, it might've been a, 
a part in Inchurla. I can't remember, but like the first standup, just, I was like, all right, I'm done. And they were, you know, they were expecting like six or seven more minutes and had to <laughs> rush out on stage. But yeah. But yeah. When, when you're done, you're done. But I mean, what, but this is, this is, been really nice, and I'm really glad to. Uh, you know, we haven't really ever met before, and and I and I have uh, really so much enjoyed uh, the work of yours that I've seen. So it was really uh, Thanks, it was fun to get to talk to you. So yeah, this was yeah. I really enjoyed this too. Excellent. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. good to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, these these virtual <laughs> these virtual contacts with humanity are keeping me going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Keep it up. All right. Well, thank you, Melissa. Thanks, Andy. And, um, you know, uh, everybody watch her on a show called Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's on Channel 4. <laughs> Channel 4. On uh, Saturday <laughs> nights, coincidentally. <laughs> and uh, that's it for this uh, episode of The Three Questions. And uh, we will get back at you next time. Thank you for listening. I've got a big, big love for you. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It's produced by me, Kevin Bartelt, executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, associate produced by Jen Samples and Galitza Hayek, and engineered by Will Becton. And if you haven't already, make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.